Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, yeah. So... You know, one, pe- one thing people maybe do not understand about this show is the pure hell that I put up with for about the first half hour before the show. You love it. It's nonstop agony. You won't even take the elevator with me. She pushed the down button. And so he was convinced <laughs> it would go down. I said, it won't. Once you push three, it'll go up because I've made this mistake before. No, here's, you've done that before. Yeah, I've walked and in. And you didn't learn your lesson. I'd never learn it. This is what... There was no consequences. Why would I learn a lesson? <laughs> well, the, yeah, there you go. That's exactly right. So we're just here and, you know, I have to put up with Brittany again for another day. It's yeah. just not, It's painful. But at least we have AJ who was all... We almost lost in a car accident but, yesterday. Oh, yeah. I want to hear about this. That's yeah, Was that yesterday or today? That was yesterday. Oh, going home. Yesterday on the way home. That's so right. We had a great show yesterday. Amazing. Everyone High spirits. So. Yeah. You know, two consecutive days of... Wait, wait yeah. one second. Yeah. That's the first positive thing she said to me this morning because you said it first. AJ, you are be a right, massive right. pain You're in the ass. Okay, how many times did I tell you I love you today? In, That's during got our nothing to do with this show. Okay. Because I love you too. You know that. You're like I a, know that. A, you're like my 85th child. I know. And I'm not seeing the residuals <laughs> from it, sir. Bullshit. I need more. I need more free coffee, please. Oh, okay. Um, okay. okay we'll so you're that. driving home. Yeah, so I'm driving home yesterday, and so the way I have to go, I have to go north uh, um, out of the building, back on 100, kind of towards 694. Mm-hmm. And once we kind of get around that 694 area, yeah. you lose a couple lanes, people start veering off, and it, you know, you have to merge. There, and it, it seems, I don't want to be the stereotypical guy, but yeah. it seems like the, the people that own and drive Jeeps, like the very boxy, almost looks like, oh, a, yeah. like a Hot Wheel toy Jeep. <laughs> yeah. Yep are just some of the worst damn drivers. Because <laughs> I... A little I'm, aggressive? I am <clears throat> making the... It, it almost like rises, and then it's like a ramp that curves and drops. Yeah. And, then, and all of a sudden, it's a four-lane highway. But as we're going up, and we're going up, and I notice that this this Jeep is slowly... We're veering. We're veering. And I'm like, okay, I only have so much shoulder here, lady. Yeah. God. I had the slam on the brakes. This This lady, in the middle of a turn, changes lanes, and I'm like, I can't... I can't be in this like vicinity of you, but I'm not going to be behind you. I'm not going to let you win like that. Okay, yeah. Love you know it. what I mean? I, I say let it go because I'm always scared nope. I'm going to get shot. But nope. yeah. I always have the burning desire. Like, I want to see who the terrible driver is. I, I, like, I really I... want to make eye contact with them. <laughs> and that's the part of me I have to fight because I want to make eye contact with them going, who oh, are yeah. you? Oh, I know. But I, I do. But I get in the other lane and I speed up. And as I'm passing, I do the quick glance by. And you're going to have to envision this with me here. But imagine... Trying to drive with your forearms, with your phone in both wow. hands, oh, yeah. texting. Yeah. And we're going like 65 oh, on this highway here, and, that, and that's how we're driving. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me right now. Like, there's not a lot of times where I'm like, where is the cop around here? But 
I, I just in, inconvenience that person. Get them off the road for a little bit. Yep. Like, oh my god. I, and, yeah. It was it was terrifying for about five seconds. Then I was like, all right, let's move on. I do love how Minnesota is handling texting and driving. So the first one. It's not a big deal. It's like a $50 fine. Oh, okay. If you get a second one, it's like a misdemeanor. Good. If you get two texts Could while be. driving, which is good, right? Like there is the one-offs, like if you change something or whatever, or honestly, if you have bad habits and you're working on fixing it, whatever, there's like a, hey, you screwed up. But once you like have, and the thing is, it's like if you are caught by a cop twice, you're doing it a lot because it's not yeah. like they're always yep. around. Yep. So if you do it twice, I'm and Officer Dave might know, but I'm pretty sure it's to miss a misdemeanor and the the fees go way up. It's all true. Look, I mean we all go through this stuff and I've warned people on the air before and I'll do it again. If you don't let me in, you're going to lose. Because yeah. I don't give a rat's ass if I have to crash my car to get in front of you. Once you pull that prickish move by trying to block me out now you got a problem because uh, I don't care if I destroy my car and yours at the same time. This is the kind of rich person I would be as well. Oh, is rich I would like, person, yeah. Uh -huh. I will hurt my. I forgot billionaire Tommy. I'm like uh -huh. the, my sister always says I'm like a bee where if I hate you or whatever I will sting you knowing that I will die, but at least I stung you. Love it. So like I. Love in it. my root of roots, I have to fight so hard being this person, but I am the same way. Like I, if I had like, yeah. I don't care if I crash my car. How dare? But I fight that urge. Remember when sure. I was remember I was driving you to your appointment after you were gonna go uh, fly out after your appointment. So you said, "Hey, can you drop me off on the way home?" I said, "No problem, Thomas Bernard." We jump in uh, my car. We get on. We're about to get on Highway 100. You know how there's like a staggered bunch of like lanes mm -hmm. where you're trying to get over to Highway 100. This car flies by us. Oh yeah. I swear, 110 miles per hour. Yep. Almost hits us. And then it flashes through my brain. If I die in a car with Tom Bernard, nobody will, they'll go, Tom Bernard died in a car accident. Other victim was Bernie Arneson. Like I would be Britney's such, fault. I would be such a side note well, in that, our that, headline. And I, what? That's like the, uh, the like Paul Walker yeah. car accident. Yeah, like, absolutely. Who, I couldn't tell you the guy that was with him in the car. Nope. I would be Paul Walker's friend. You know how depressing that me. is? Except it would be listed as Tom Bernard's acquaintance. I know. <laughs> Tom Bernard and brown-haired girl I'm die in car accident. Unidentified Jane Doe. I know. Like, I had my license on me. It was my car. Well, I tell you, Scott, as you know, about 20 years ago, Catherine, to this day, she was a big horse rider and you know, mm -hmm. does com competition and all that stuff back in the day. Sitting at a light on Highway 7, just past Williston Road, and uh, she's sitting there, and she sees this car coming up at a high rate of speed. The woman was applying makeup, looking in the mirror, steering with her knees. Damn. And rear-ended my wife at about 60 miles an hour. Damn. Did some lower back damage that Catherine never got over. That's terrible. I got hit at a uh, red light just waiting there. Yeah. And the lady screamed in my face after. What'd she scream at you for? It was wild. It's, you it, weren't moving. It's never the person's fault in something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was right. sitting there waiting. It was over in Bryn Mawr, and I was waiting for a light to turn green. There's two cars in front of me. This car slams in front of my Nissan Juke, which is like a glorified race car. So when she hit me, I moved. Oh, and, yeah. Yep. And so I got out of the car, and I was like, I was so, so I felt like I don't know what you're supposed to say or not say. Like, I, that's why, like, Bradshaw and Bryant will always exist for me because, right, because I don't 
like I will always say the wrong thing. I will always, and I said, hey, oh, were you, you not looking? Were you looking at your phone? Like I automatically said, she goes, you can't say that. I was like, what do you mean you can't say that? Why not? I just know you're not supposed to say anything along the lines of like, I'm sorry or something. Fun fact. Oh yeah, you're not supposed to say that, are that, you? Fun fact, that's actually not true either. I oh, even really? asked Mike Bryan, he goes, yeah, you can say sorry. You can't hold that up in a court of law. Like, I think. What does he know about the law? Come on. Because I go, why wouldn't she say I'm sorry? No, everyone has this notion that if you say I'm sorry, that's like admitting guilt, and that's not. Legally, that's not a thing. Also, you can have like a bunch of things you say after the crash that are crazy because you can claim you have a head injury. So this lady hits me, and I'm, I have insurance. I have my license, and so does she. And so I was like, we were right next to Minneapolis, and I was like, well, let me call them and, you know, see if we need to get the police here. I don't, I don't know. I've never been hit. Mm-hmm. She's screaming in my face. You don't need to. You don't need to. We're fine. You have insurance. I have insurance. I don't know. Then I realized she's got a kid in the backseat. Oh. I still to this day to this day think that lady was drinking and I at like glug, glug. because like who who gets this hypey and crazy? Like you for one. I was I at the time I was like a deer in headlights. To this day I look back and go like I was wish I would have maybe reacted a little differently cuz I was like okay, bye, like leave then. How bad was the damage? It wasn't too bad like Mostly because my car was really cheap. Like, okay. we just replaced, like, the whole back bumper thing. Oh, well, um, still. But to this yeah. day, I have shoulder pain, and I don't from know if Carrie it's... From Carrie and me. That's probably it. Thank you very much. Great to be here. But Thanks. I don't know if it's from that. <laughs> I, st- I, also- I don't know if it's from that. So she actually admits that she carries me constantly. I've also barely ever ridden a horse after as well. That's true. Granted, I think I maybe rode one horse before. <laughs> I uh, I did on our va- on our honeymoon. I rode a horse up a mountain with Catherine. That seems so like you must love that woman. I adore. You know what she said to me last night? It pissed what? me off yet what again. We've been together for 42 years. We've Holy been married for 39 years. That's insane. Married for 39 years. Congratulations. And well, thank you very much. You're welcome. But just before I go to bed last night, she did this again and we're on YouTube so you can see it on YouTube if you want. So I will be Catherine talking to this is me over here. Yeah. And she's looking over here. And, and I said to her again, yeah, we've never even come close to getting divorced. <laughs> she turns and stares at me like, oh, yes, we have. What? I never knew about it. I mean, can you blame her? Have you <laughs> no, met Yes, you? I can blame her. Have you met me? Tom. Even keel as they get. Tom, keep in mind. That woman was at home raising your kids while you would come in with all the chaos of the KQ morning show. Oh, God. Can you even imagine her life? I think about Catherine once in a while where I go, like, that is crazy. The chaos that you would come in and be like, this, this, and this happened, and now I need to be here and here. I know. My whole life's been that way, though, because my dad was nuts, so our house was constantly in turmoil. And then I got into radio, which is a craziest bastards on earth. Can you I mean, I think radio people are even worse than TV people. I don't know about that. Oh, it's true. I know they're not worse than, uh, I mean, well. <laughs> you going to make a point, were you? I was just going back and forth in my mind. I don't know enough TV people, and the ones I know no, are, are, are saints. But I'll tell you this. Mm-hmm. The ones that there were definitely are worse are the used car salesmen. Oh, you mean like over like in Baldwin, Wisconsin? They're the worst. The worst of all time. Yes. Like initials are DS, that kind of guy? Yeah, that kind of asshole. You ever notice your initials 
for Doug Sprinthal also stand for dumb shit? You ever notice that? Oh, he's not answering me now. No, he, should, he should be here. Holy moly. <laughs> Are you ready to be attacked? Well, I, I'm sorry that I wasn't listening to the earlier segment. Wow. What is it? Sale, car salespeople suck on parade or what? No, she just did that when she saw you were on the phone. I just transitioned. <laughs> because I'm a professional and I only know how to attack because the only person I've ever worked with is Tom Bernard. What? <laughs> oh, he thinks that's funny. I see. Okay. It is actually. Well, in those... Nazis over at my talk. Oh yeah, which definitely Nazis. Well, it's definitely a different vibe over there. I can't imagine if we had a sponsor and I was like one of these assholes. Why not? That'd probably be your last show there. Yeah, I think I, so. I did a couple of spots with those two. God, it had to be ten or twelve years ago. That was crazy, actually. There, I mean, Lori and Julia are my. The, Tom, Lori, and Julia, they can do or say whatever to me, and I love them so much. I love them so much. Who's in first place? Shut up. I knew you were going to ask Yeah, that. baby. <laughs> I think it should, you should do like, be like Blind Faith. It should be an all-star band. Get all three of them together. <laughs> I want them to be on this show so I've bad. I've been thinking they were going to be on for six months now, and they haven't shown up yet. Lori's <sighs> got like four blowouts planned during this show and also i don't know if either of them want to get up this early so when it moves to the afternoon i bet you i could get them on aren't they on in the afternoon they're on at three. Oh, so we could do that yeah yeah that wouldn't be bad yeah i uh God, i would what what a life it must be to do afternoon drive i've never done afternoon drive well i, I filled in but yeah i've done like a couple weeks with them here and God. there uh when when Lori goes to hawaii like Lori's lives a glamorous life um and it is beyond amazing. It's wild to get done at 6, though. It feels weird to get done yeah, at I 6. I suppose that's true. But you still go out to dinner. Oh, yeah. And it's way better than waking up early. So, I don't know. I got, uh, we just got to keep moving forward in life. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Doug, what do you think? Should we stop living or move forward? Well, duh. You got to keep going. Okay, cool. We'll keep going. I, how, I, however, am a morning person. I always have been. My whole family yeah, it's true. sleeps till like, middle of the day. The only other person in my family that got up early was my dad's older brother, my uncle. And we, when we were on vacation together, it was just him and I, 6.30 in the morning, having breakfast, playing chess, talking about the Red Sox. It was great. I, just, oh. I miss him dearly. It was fine. I've been blessed to have some great relatives in my family, and he was one of the best. I like some of them. You know, I tell you, <laughs> I'm not talking about your family. I'm talking about a different family. No, I, I just, I got very, very lucky, as you know, Dougie, that uh, a couple of months ago I went and visited my Aunt Marianne. The last time I had seen her, she had to be behind glass because of COVID because she was in a retirement home. So I couldn't go in the building, so we talked uh, to each other through a window and literally put our hands up on the window, even though we couldn't touch. We mm. pretended we did. Yeah. I got lucky. went and saw her, uh, what, a month and a half ago? Yeah. Something like that. Uh, the last words I ever said to her, I leaned over and I said, I love you very much, you know. And she said, I love you too, Tom. And then oh, that's great. she died about a week later. How lucky am I to have gotten back to one of my favorite people in the world, give her a hug, kiss her on the cheek, and tell her I love her dearly. What a gift. If there isn't a God, I'll be shocked. That's yeah. all I'm saying. <laughs> You're lucky. That's a really lucky oh, memory. Because I, I hadn't touched her, given her a hug in like four years. Yeah. I feel like you you get left with a little like 
sense of or sense of like completion, if that makes sense. Like, There's no doubt fulfillment, about fulfillment. You know, no it, doubt. Because if you know, if you wait, if you put it off a week, like to come visit her, you never know. So. So Dougie, she's the one when I was two years old, and I of course don't remember this because I was two years old. I scribbled a bunch of stuff on a piece of paper, and I said, Aunt Marianne, look, I drew you a picture. And she looks at it. It's nothing but a bunch of scribbles, right? She looks at it. Now I'm two years old. She's 19 years old at the time. She looks at it and goes, well, Tommy, explain to me, what's it a picture of? And I said, I don't know. I'm only two years old. (laughs) She thought that was the funniest damn thing she'd ever heard. (laughs) Figure it out, bitch, is kind of what your two-year-old Tom said. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Next next day, she dropped dropped you off on University Avenue and said, radio's the only hope for you. Right? You're on your own, The Hubbard Building, baby, at 18 years old. That's exactly what it was, too. That was Andy Fisher, actually. Andy Fisher drove me over and dropped me off at the Hubbard building for my very first job in big time radio. It's so wild to think back to a time where we, because we've all done it, where we've been in situations where we have to have a friend drop us off. It is such a unique situation. Like, well, what time are you going to be back? Okay, all right. You know what I mean? Like, I love thinking back to times where in a world where people would drop each other off. I told you, Andy Fisher. Well, go ahead, Dougie. No, I I was just going to say, I love the band Wilco, and they've got a song on one of their early records called Passenger Side. And it's about a guy that doesn't have a license and he has to bum rides from all of his friends. It's really great. I love, I was, <laughs> I was usually that friend because I didn't have a car for so long. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Doug back then. It's true. One more thing about that and then we'll move on and do a little business with DS. Doug Sprint. Oh, right. shit. Oh, wow. she went with it. Hey-oh. Byron. You know, I'm, I'm going to be over at the studio later. You better be oh, on the road by then. Super awkward. <laughs> I have a haircut at 1045. What? You're going to get a hair? Why? Just because your hair's dragging on the ground. Because I look like I'm homeschooled. That's why. Well, maybe. well, I'll show up at nine and just stand in the doorway and stare at you with an intimidating grimace. It can't hurt that much two times. And by the third time when AJ says it, it won't hurt at all. We're doing you a favor. <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, if go I get had thin skin, I wouldn't be selling cars for a living. Anyway, Tom, back to what, where you were trying to go. Very, very quickly. Can I even? Oh, very quickly, I want to say this just popped into my head again. Andy Fisher. I adored that man. He was my best friend I ever had in my life. Unfortunately, lost him last year, or this year in March, actually. But um, seems like last year already, after having worked with these two hunyucks, it just the time is dragging like there's no tomorrow. You're welcome. But when I was dropped off by Andy Fisher at the Hubbard Building, back when I was 18 years old, which means he was 17 years old. He drops me off the door and he goes, do me a favor. I said, yeah, what's that? And he goes, when you come out, just tell me right away whether they gave you the job or not, because if they don't give you the job, I'm gonna go in there. I said, what? Andy, calm down, <laughs> I said, sir. Go Put it back in the trunk, shoe. <laughs> right? Like, exactly. holy fuck it, Andy. <laughs> Yeah, what are you going to do, yell at the receptionist? Oh. Like, I was just going to say he's going to take on Dorothy. <laughs> I love Dorothy. No, you're doing, yeah, Dorothy at the time, and then now yeah. Alice. Good yeah, luck with Alice. that. You're on, like. Yeah. I wouldn't want to fight Alice. Alice are candy. They're, I yeah. love them, yep. and they, I'm not, I'm not raising my voice to them. They are. Alice s- gives me those, look. You you got, uh, you need a name tag. You have to wear your name tag. Oh, she yeah, told me do. to wear four name tags. I would. And then I'll say, like, I am an idiot, each word. No, I say that for you. Yeah, perfect. No, it's, uh, it's great. Those women at the front of that building are so damn nice to me. It is, I, they're just wonderful people. They, they, she, Alice always gets a smile. She goes, 
you tell Tom Bernard hi. And I go, I will. Like, she's... Where's she from originally? I don't know. She's got that kind of southern accent She thing does. Going. She has this very sing-songy way, the way she talks. She does, And yeah. I just... Love her. I always get goosebumps. And if she gives me compliments on my outfit, I'm, like, happy for the rest of the day. I would agree. Like, I gave AJ a compliment on his outfit today. Yeah, Doug... Did you want to call it that? AJ... An outfit! <laughs> Does, like, well, we got to figure out if AJ has uh, benefits to therapy because, Doug, uh, AJ has been attacked for wearing a striped shirt and has been called a prison inmate, um, <laughs> asking what's his prison number. Ask, oh. Wow. No, Doug, it's hilarious because I, like, I, I had... I had my stuff on and I was ready to walk out the door and I was looking at myself in the mirror. I'm like, you know what? I don't know. I'll throw on something. It's going to be a little chilly. I don't want to wear like long pants yet. You know, something on top. So I throw this on. I thought it worked all right. And I was like, yeah, all right. This can't be that big of a deal. Oh, my God. You know, Relentless since I got here. I know. <laughs> She's a monster. Relentless. If you're ever concerned about your outfit, I only have two words of comfort for you. Bob. Oh God! Oh, oh my God! God. It looks like you just fell out of a truck, doesn't he? <laughs> and it's like, why do you have that many pants in your short? Or pants? How I mean, that many pockets in your shorts? He has he has forty five pockets in his shorts. Is he a big cargo pants guy? He's a huge cargo pants yeah. guy. Oh, he is. Yeah. Okay. He just always he always looks like he's like just got out of the forest. Absolutely, like been staying in some sort of tree house for forty five days. Ready for survival <laughs> at all times. He is. Oh, and but like yet. Always like has a Snickers on him, so it's like you were at a convenience store. Uh, just remember this as we go on to the flagship Ford commercial. The whole rhythm section was the Purple Gang. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Ooh, Dougie knows what I meant by that. That was Jailhouse Elvis Rock. Jailhouse Rock. Presley, Elvis Presley. Oh yeah. Phenomenal. I loved Elvis. Do you guys love Elvis? My uncle Bob and Aunt Myrna played Elvis all the time, and loved I Elvis. because of that I love Elvis. I mean, like Elvis is great and everything, but when you have an emotional attachment, just like anybody, like it's not like I knew Elvis it was like listening to Elvis as he was making songs. So it's all relied on somebody else having a passion for him, and then always remind me of my Aunt Myrna and my uncle Bob. Love it. Yeah. Well, there you go, and I will. We can go on to Dougie's commercial with this thought in our head. My mother once said to me, you know why I love Elvis so much? Because he grew up with even less money than I did. See? <laughs> That's why she, because he was a poor kid that, from Tupelo, Mississippi. That bitch was I, even poorer than us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I really didn't appreciate him until later, because I was born in 58, so oh, sure. my memories, early memories of Elvis was cartoon Elvis. You know, he was uh, huge, yeah, and yes. he was just kind of hammered half the time, and I'm into, like, Led Zeppelin and Jimi Hendrix. I'm like, who is this old oh, dude? God but it wasn't until I started you know, really paying attention to music and then playing in bands, and I went back to and realized what he did in the 50s. And it's like, oh, that guy was a great singer. He oh, really, no you know, doubt. he changed the world. He did. You know, one thing I loved about his acting, I know we got to get going here because you you got cars to sell, but one of the things that I loved about him so much, and you could tell he was from Mississippi because they taught him how to re-say words that he mispronounced. And he always said it this way, I'm going to talk to you tomorrow. And the important thing, he always said important. <laughs> okay, that is so funny, important. The important thing. So, yeah, a lot of people in Tupelo say important. 
I'm That's sure they funny. Do. I have one more thing before we talk about priorities. So well, okay, we, you guys, we've been on the 45 now. One more. This is more interesting, though, right? Oh, um, sorry. So I, I was watching a video of, uh, it was like an in-studio live broadcast in Sweden in 1983, and it's Glenn Campbell and Leon Russell. And these guys are playing together, and they're both at the top of their game. For those who don't know, Glenn Campbell is a badass guitar player. Oh, and God, the boy yes. could sing a little bit. Yep. But they would talk in between tunes, and they started talking about Elvis and getting star tru- starstruck. And Leon Russell goes, you know, I don't know why I said it, but the first time I met him, I introduced myself, and he goes, Leon, how you doing? And he says, Elvis, I got one question for you. How come you made so many shitty movies? And right as soon as I said it, I thought, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Leon Russell ripping on Elvis Presley about his movies. It was great. So well, they were funny. not the best. Glenn Campbell said, I just got divorced, and I under- I figured out what community property meant. Yeah. It means she gets all the property, and I have to leave the community. <laughs> <laughs> he, By the way, his wife and daughter came into this very studio and did about a two-hour interview with us. You want to talk some stunning people. They were very, very nice people. Beautiful. That's so cool. He, fa- I mean, the way he went with heavy Alzheimer's was just sad. Yeah, really sad. In fact, sad. I think his last song that he wrote was, it was like, I Won't Remember You or something like that. It was just really heartbreaking. It was like this. It was like, I am a lineman for, what's the name of the county again? Uh, Thank you very Wichita, much. Uh, Wichita line. I was... Being was, him. He was, uh, so was, was Oh, doing, I'm sorry. Doing, why don't we do a commercial for Ford? Right. Why don't we do that? Um, well, Wait a minute. I, have... I got to do the intro for you. Yeah, come Once on. You learn how to, to do, do the intro. Everybody knows who you are, and some people know who I am. So let's just cut to it. No, you know no, what? We, we got check to boxes, Doug. So yeah, we got to check All right, down. you're a rule follower. I forget it's all that military training. Yeah. Go ahead. Welcome on the line, Doug Sprinthal, live. He's the new GM from flagship Ford in Baldwin, Wisconsin, home of the new Mustang EV that I go everywhere in. In. It is fast online, flagshipford.com. Dougie Sprinthal, now you're back, baby. Well, I was texting back and forth yesterday with our friend Joe from Louisville, who builds Fords, and we were sure. talking about the strike. He sent me a link to a Facebook stream that the, the union head did. It is not looking good right now. Um, midnight Eastern is when uh, the contracts expire, and it looks, unless there's some 11th hour magic that... Uh, for the first time ever, the UAW is going to uh, strike all three manufacturers. Oh, so God. There's so, you know, who knows how long they're going to last, right? I mean, nobody does. Um, there's inventory now. We've got uh, decent inventory of new vehicles and a lot of late model used ones. If this happens and it drags on more than a week, it will be like a COVID disrupt- disruption to the inventory chain. So if you were in the market for a new Ford or late model used cars, uh, I would act today or tomorrow. If you have questions, you can get a hold of me at Doug at flagshipford.com. But I was watch up early watching news reports because it's all over the media now. It's like now that it's about to happen, they're finally paying attention. So I don't know. They're asking for a lot. Um, they want uh, 32 hour week weeks, work weeks, and pay for 40, and then big raises. And you know, the the big three are are bending. But they're not giving in all the way. It's just, uh, I think it's just a question who's going to blink. It's so tough for me in the, those strikes like that, to who, whose side to take on it, because they're both need things and they're both being a pain in the ass. Yep, that's right. I, I'm not anti union, but no, not at I, all. Don't, I don't <laughs> think that, you know, they should, they don't deserve full power over the companies either. It's just, there has to be a balance. I think the, 
the 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 labor market was much different before they invented unions in this country. They did a lot of good, you know. They, yeah, the ones that came up with forty-hour work weeks and then you know paid holidays and stuff like that. That was because of union action back in the twenties and thirties. What do you mean and paid holidays? Just, What's that? <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, here we go. Right? Poor, poor pitiful me. Let's roll that now. Warren Zevon tune. Yeah, as soon as Christmas comes, we're trudging in here. Santa's, we're going through Santa's uh, sleigh paths just to get back to the studio. Like, what? Of course we have. Hey, we're going to do an appearance at Sam, uh, uh, Sam's Christmas uh, Village this sure. year. I'll do that. We should, man. You we should go do it. You want me to bring a one-year-old to Sam's Christmas? Like, oh, yeah, hell God, yeah. that's a great idea. I'll got to talk to John about it. She'll John lose her it. mind. It's going to be great. Yeah, well, I'll go. No doubt about it. One me. last thing before I go. Where are you I going? Have to shout, shout out to the Hubbards. Because, well, you guys are going to be getting pissed watching the Vikings. Mm-hmm. I am going to be with my lovely wife watching a English guitar player named Eric Clapner tonight. Eric, Aaron Clapner. Who did call him Aaron Clapner? Who was it that? It was the, uh, the, the uh, Surgeon General, uh, Jocelyn Elders. You're, is that her name? What, what did she call him again? Aaron Clapner? She, she's... Eric Clapner. She goes, Eric Clapner is a good friend of mine. I've known Eric Clapner forever. Listen, that is embarrassing. If I'm saying that's and, embarrassing, that's embarrassing. And she's the Surgeon General of the United States of America. I mean, not that it's really a great job, but probably pays pretty well. But we do have to quit saying it because it will inset my brain, and I will at some point say it if we keep saying Clapner. Clapner. Stop. Clapner, Clapner, Clapner. Stop. Both of you, <laughs> stop. We'll get it done. We Car will. selling secrets in a few hours. I'm looking forward to it. Tom Ryan will be in the studio, so that'll be great. It'll be wonderful. Thank you. Oh, God, do I have to say this next part? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. We'll pay you big money for it. You ready, Doug? I'm sitting down. An auto legend, Doug Sprinthal. <gasps> when did you write that part? Yeah. I didn't write any of that. It's awesome, though. That'd be so funny if he wrote it. He's like, you guys don't have to say it, but you're legally obligated to. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, Under an auto R-I-A-A, legend. RIAA, you have to call me my royal highness. Mm. An auto legend, Doug Sprinthal from Flagship Ford in Baldwin, Wisconsin, 20 minutes east of the metro. Head to flagshipford.com. Okay, auto legend. We'll see you in a couple hours. Over and out. See you. Bye. Thanks, homie. Doug Sprinthal. Did he, is he disconnected? One of my favorite people in the world. He is one of the nicest men you'd ever want to meet. I'm not kidding. I know we go at each other all the time because we've been friends for many, many, many years now. Yeah. Just a lovely band, don't you think? I love Doug. All right, we'll be back. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road? or the child that followed. Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant.
Tom Bernard here for Power Lodge and Miller Marine as lake season throttles down. Trust the world's largest Bennington dealer, Miller Marine and Power Lodge, to protect your passion. Call today about Power Lodge Miller Marine's limited-time winterization specials. They're offering free storage with the purchase of a new boat. Get double the value if that new boat is a luxurious, I said luxurious Bennington, with unbeatable employee pricing stacked on top of rebates. This is the best time of the year to buy, and there's nothing wrong with fall water on the lakes with beautiful color-changing cruises. You know what I'm talking about. Need a power upgrade? They'll store that new motor for you, too. Prepare now and bundle up your boat for a worry-free launch next spring. Pontoon Passion starts at Miller Marine and Power Lodge. Free winter storage with the purchase of a new boat from my personal buddies at The Lodge, Miller Marine. Throttle therapy on and off the water at MillerMarine.com and, of course, PowerLodge.com. Oh, and if you mentioned Tommy sent you from the Tom Bernard Morning Show, before the uh, summer is done, you'll receive total consciousness. So you got that going for you. Which is nice. All right, team. Apps on the table by 7.30 sharp. Jalen and his catering company have a lot on their plate. Really particular. He needs a bigger team to continue climbing up the food chain. this event. Hey, Mitch, was that a contract for 200 or 250 people? Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates, and you can schedule and conduct virtual interviews right from the Indeed dashboard. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Why are you talking during my commercial? Tommy, now I don't I... know if I could have any, like, cadence or anything like that. Okay, ready? I'm going to three, two... <laughs> I late when people do that. What clear their clear, clear their, their throat. throat right when they turn the mic well, on. A lot of people. Are, okay, like, so anyway, okay. <clears throat> you're like right now. <laughs> it's so weird. It's one of the greatest days of my life. We are 33 minutes into the show, and I have got her so anxious and nervous. It's uh, it's a gift from God. You're such a liar. I feel like my heart rate isn't even <laughs> a B- one BPM up. I'm so chill. You are chill. It's not a good sign when somebody has to verbalize that they're chill. That's true. I see my fault right now, and I'm going to go, whatever, bro. You'll be fine. Everest Men's Health can help, whether it's weight gain, that's true, low energy, yes, low libido, or if you're just not yourself lately. Everest Medical Specialist, and I know almost all of them, actually. Maybe I do know all of them. Everest Medical Specialist look at the whole picture and figure out what is causing the uh, changes. Starting with a full medical evaluation to check testosterone levels, important vitamin levels, blood levels, and body composition, of course. Once they identify the deficiencies, such as low testosterone or vitamin deficiencies, they create a personalized lifestyle program that can include testosterone replacement, medication management, vitamin and natural supplementation, exercise prescription, and nutritional guidance. Everest is offering a $50 testosterone test for Tom Bernard listeners. Everest provides a comfortable environment that is not intimidating like other medical clinics. I've been there a thousand times. That is a fact. Three convenient locations in Plymouth, Woodbury, and Egan. They specialize in men's health, so you can go there for any health issues you may be experiencing. Remember, to get a $50 testosterone test, tell them Tom sent you. Go to EverestMensHealth.com. That's EverestMensHealth.com. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP 
on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, 7.35 right now. I mean, you're not going to believe this. This is, the, this is the forecast. All right, tell me. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, right now it's clear and 51 degrees. Yeah, it feels cold. It's really cold up. Clear and 51. Today, breezy and warmer, mostly sunny with a high of 82. I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't. How? I actually, you're telling me it's going to be, 82. what, 30 to 40 more degrees warmer? 30-something? 30 31, yeah. Holy that's so wild it's going to be warm today. My, do- I- my dog's going to be so thrilled later when she can go for a walk. Oh, what sure. What kind of dog do you have, AJ? It's a Boston Terrier. Her name oh. is Daisy. Oh, wait. I- Did we talk about No. We have not. I was like, what? You've been hiding this? Uh, this, is, this, is the f- this is the kind of fact you lead with me. If you have a kid or an animal, I want to know this immediately. Daisy. Yes. And do you live alone? No. No. You have roommates? Not. Yes. Oh, Are they helpful? Well. well, you can't possibly be with anyone, so I know you have to live by yourself. He has a girlfriend. That's that really they, nice. Uh, we really had nice this talk. Here. He has a girlfriend. They've been actually dating for a while, probably longer than I've even been married. And, uh, oh, you weren't here. Don, it was Don Shelby. And we were Shelby. giving him a hard time that we're like, why, why aren't you committing? Why aren't you married? And we had AJ Ooh. all sorts of, oh. we attacked yeah. him for a whole, like, five minutes. Um, your roommates are big fans of Daisy? Yes. And do they help out then? Big time. Yeah. I, so I, we always, I always ended up finding roommates who either wanted dogs and didn't have them or had dogs because they'd always let them out. You know, if there were a god, yeah. all Boston Terriers would go like this. Bok, bok, bok. Like, where's a parking spot? Where's a parking spot? Bark, bark, bark at you. I'm barking. Hey, I'm Daisy and I'm barking. <laughs> why, are you, why are you getting me some coffee? I do love that about Boston so much. I've said it many times. I love Boston. What a great town. Did you know? Okay, so oh, there was it. a whole um, generation of kids that talked with a Boston accent, me included, because on Sesame really? Street, there was a Boston character. There you go. And so literally, we'd go anywhere. We're from Williston, North Dakota. And my mom was like, my mom would take me somewhere. And I'd be like, Ma, I want some milk. Like, give me some milk. Come on, Ma, what are you thinking? Nah. And uh, they'd go, oh, let me guess. You guys are from Boston. She goes, no, we're from Williston, North Dakota. <laughs> Same thing. You and know. It was, I, I think until I was like four, I had a Boston accent. You guys are too young to remember this, but I think it was... Pepperidge Farm, I think, but I'm not sure. This guy was eating a pepper, you know, Pepperidge Farm does all the bread and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, they do all the things. This guy's eating a sandwich. This isn't a commercial from, like I said, you guys probably weren't even born yet, but it was phenomenal. I'll never, I laughed so hard when I was a little boy because this guy took a bite out of a sandwich. You go, oh my God, it's the most delicious thing I've ever had. And his father goes, what about your father's strawberries? (laughs) What about your father's strawberries? That is the funniest sentence. <laughs> what about so, your father's strawberries? Like, <laughs> and the offense was taken. Offense taken. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What <laughs> about your father's? I can't even do it. That's so funny. It still reminds me I was in sync. Was in sync, or was it Backstreet Boys or in sync when the little girl was in sync? That was in sync. They were on yeah. the VMAs, and I thought of you, and I was watching it alone. That's not true. I had Robot Murphy and. Oh, un- Robot was with you. Good. Unnamed cat. <laughs> Was all with me, but I was laughing to myself thinking about that little girl talking to Insync because they were they were presenting at the VMAs. Alex's buddy. Alex's buddy. She absolutely. You guys got meet and greets. AJ knows that story. I don't think you do. You don't know the story about what my daughter went when she met Insync. She was like eleven or twelve, something like that. Uh, which you fever fool? 
Wait, what's your favorite yeah, food? Yeah. What's your guys' favorite food? I was like, what did you just say? <laughs> uh, what's your guys' favorite food? I was so like, what? Alex's little friend, <laughs> who's got a very hardcore Minnesota accent. What's your favorite? Well, I can't even do it. What's your father's favorite foods? No, it's not father's. That's father's, but that it's, it's so funny that... Justin Timberlake kept going, what? What? What is this, what is this thing saying? <laughs> well, he didn't know what geysers was, first What's your geysers' favorite food? What's a geysers? What are you talking because about? Because I, I finally got to experience what Justin Timberlake <laughs> felt because AJ threw it out there without much of a cue up. So I was like, what did you, did he just have a stroke? Oh, no, he totally got it. Love that stuff. I love that. I love that. I love thinking about this little girl walking around. And Get, Justin Timberlake looks at me like, help. Help me. <laughs> help me. Because the last thing you want to do is, she was probably so nervous to ask oh, it. Oh, God, yeah. You oh, just yeah. have to go, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, she's brave enough to ask. She's sitting there in front of these legends. So for me, that would have been, yeah, you just gave me a good, good visual in my noggin. For me, that would have been being 11 or 12 years old sitting about five feet from the Beatles. Yeah, that is, that's I mean, why. my I, God, that would I, have been overwhelming. I think about Alex's childhood sometime and some of the things she got to do. And I know you. Oh, yeah. And here's the thing. I started working with you and I got to know your family because you and I have, well, I have terrible boundaries and next thing I know I'm like in your house all the time. But. No, what a shock. What a shock. <laughs> eating your food. Um, <laughs> Who's but, in the But, you know, I know there are positives and negatives with Alex and Andy's growing up. Like you had a oh, hard yeah, schedule because I've yeah. had to do your schedule and you don't get to see your kids that much. No, you don't. But a really cool benefit was things like getting to meet in sync and bringing yeah. a friend to meet in sync. Could you imagine the hype up they had leading up to that? No, I know. I, it, it's I sit every day and I think how lucky I've been in my entire life from the time I was a little boy. And yeah, we were poor as a sumbitch. My dad was in a mental institution, all the rest of it. Yeah. But then the good things happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they even out, I guess. But I hope kinda, that meeting in sync made up for not having a father. <laughs> ah, piss on him. <laughs> piss on him. A pain in the ass. Get out of here. What's his favorite food? <laughs> We don't like that guy's strawberries, that's for sure. We do not what like... What about your father's strawberries? What about what your father's strawberries? What about him? I, 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 AJ, I, and I, I know I've told this oh. story a million times, but you should have seen the look on the... Because my father was Protestant, my mother was Catholic. They were not together and hadn't been for decades. But my mother was a sweet person and sent a priest to give my father his last rites, even oh. though he wasn't Catholic. Yeah, that is nice. So the priest is the one who came out and said to me, Tom, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, your father uh, just passed away. And there was a long pause. And I didn't mean to be a smartass. It oh. just was the first thing that popped in my head. What did you he say said, to this man? Your father just passed away. And I said, eh, he probably had it coming. <laughs> Could you? And the priest oh, just turned and walked away from me. <laughs> After going pale white. I'll we say did. This. Okay, I'll say Pain this. In the ass. Listen. Religion and me, sometimes we're, we, we don't always. Uh, you don't sync up. I mean, I use the thing. I'm not mad at religion, and I get it, and, like, I do have a higher power, and I think having a higher power That's is good. very nice. important. I think not being self-centered and not being only motivated by your wants and needs, love well, How do you keep dropping the ball on that, then? Um, but I'll tell you this. If, what a great place to work. This if is. being religious can get your mom to a place of being that gracious at the tail end of she was your dad's life, then I go, there's, there, you cannot deny that there is something to that. To be yes. that, to be that let down by a man, 
raising all of his kids, yep. him being that insane, adding chaos to your life, and still at the end of his life, you go, I want him to have this. That's yeah. pretty amazing that religion can get you there. You'd have loved my mother. You of and my mother would have gotten along really, really well because you, you're both a pain in the ass. Could you imagine the shit talking we would do? Oh, it could be nonstop. Yeah, it would be lovely. It would be nonstop, no question about it. But she used to make up words, too. Yeah. Instead of saying, like you say, hey, you know, I was at this one place. I don't know if you've been there. And you go, oh, really, I can't really picture that. She didn't say it that way. Said, no, I really can't feature that. I love that. Feature? I can't. Well, you had a movie screen in your head? But that is a fun way of thinking of it. I like, suppose. I love when people have a way with words like that. Like they make it their own. Yes. I found out there's a lot of those things that Minnesotans do that the rest of the country thinks is insane. Oh, absolutely. When I was in the military, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so overtired. And they'd say, what? Overly tired. What's wrong with that? I'm overtired. Like they go, no. What is over? You're either tired or you're not. What is overtired? No. Are you a, like over it? Are you done being tired? I go, no, I'm overtired. Like I'm so tired, I'm not tired anymore because I'm overtired. They don't. People don't. That's not a common saying, you guys. Really, it's not. What? Really? Yeah, it was so funny. They were that's like weird. They're like Hagen. You know, or, you know, they would call me a gypsy or all weird things. You are a gypsy. And like they like come over here. Say this. You say a weird phrase again to this person. Like, it would happen all the time with little nuances. There's a lot of things that are hmm. only Minnesotan. Well, borrow me a dollar. Yeah. You know why Minnesotans are the only ones who say borrow me a dollar instead of lend me some money? Or yeah. Borrowing and lending is the same thing in Germany. Ah. And a lot of the, most of the people at the beginning in this state were German. Interchangeable. So they, that's where borrow me a dollar came from. I think I was 21 the first time you yelled at me about borrow and lend. And I still haven't stopped yelling at you. My mom does too. And actually... Because I love your mother. Thank God for Beverly, because I would still be walking around saying, he's the funnest. Oh, <laughs> yes, he's the funnest guy. My mom was like, yep. it's most fun. <laughs> and I'd be like... Oh. And by the way, you're about a foot taller than your mother. You should point that out. Oh, but she would... I mean, <laughs> Beverly? She swiped the leg. She sweeped the leg oh, so quick. Oh, the leg sweep. I oh like my God! It. I'm, I'm Beverly to this day. I've, oh God! I can't even pretend like I could outpower Beverly. I assume she could still like put me in some sort of stranglehold. I love that woman. She is one of my favorite people in the world. You know, that's kind of weird that your family and my family kind of blended in the way it did. Yeah, it's because uh, uh, we all were just. Me and Alex have terrible boundaries. Like, I love that woman. Like, you don't have any. Is that what you're saying? Zero. Yeah, you really don't. She thinks I the world of you. And Andy loves you, too. I love Andy. I love Andy. And Andy's really easy to communicate with because he'll tell you exactly where you fall. Oh, you got that right. Yeah. No, they're great. No, that's how life should be, though. Yeah. And once again, I think we're going to all have to learn to come together because it's getting worse and worse and worse. By the A couple of things you brought up this morning. Uh, you know, the, the driver, the person behind the wheel that was... Torturing you, AJ. <laughs> They're paying you back because they don't like the way the world's going right now. So you have to pay, not her. Yeah. No, a complete disregard of, of, of Absolutely. others. It's crazy. And it's getting worse. But we need, and I know that people in Minnesota hate this word, but we do need to assimilate to each other's cultures and lives. And then we'll be very happy if you'd have listened to me 13 God years ago. We should all come together. It's the best place to be. I don't give a rat's ass what you think politically. I'm sure there are things that the three of us don't agree on at all. That's fine. 
Do you think that Hands Across America 2.0 would solve this? Be honest. Hands Across America. I don't even know what that is. You don't. You know what Hands Across I America is. I do not. I is. really don't. You remember when it was like, I wasn't even, I don't even know if I was alive. If I was, I was not. So who did Hands Across America? It was this big push to try to like bridge all of America together. And you would grab hands, and it was supposed to cross America. Oh, across America. The, the United States. I yeah. see. I kind of do remember that now that you bring it up. It was the dumbest <laughs> and you. so much resources put towards. Well, again, the idea was wrong. When I say we need to assimilate, I'm talking about everybody. Yeah. Let's learn about one another, your culture, how you feel about things. You're not always right. I'm not always right. Calm down. I'm telling you, Hams Across America, if it would have been a success, would have solved all of that. <laughs> but that was one idea. You have to do it my way. Yeah. That's the problem. And there were they never made it because there was these giant gaps in different parts of Yeah. Because of course there was. Like through Illinois. Well, through like, <laughs> who wants to go to like the middle of Arkansas to grab our like, you well, know, a desert? Yeah. Think about it, standing in a desert just holding some stranger's hands for hours while you try to bridge America. You're making a good point. Thank you. I'm bringing it back, though. Tom Bernard is sponsoring the next I'm, Hands Across America 2.0. I'm never going to give up on this. We need to come together now because it's getting really, really horrible. All right. We got to stop with this stuff. We're, we are far too influenced by our politicians and the news media, and I'm talking about the national news media. They're way too big an influence. Those people are doing it for money. Please understand that. They don't give a rat's ass what you think or feel. They're telling you those things to make money all the politicians, and all of the national news anchors now. It's disgusting. I'll assimilate. You want me to assimilate? You and I could assimilate. Well, you already have, though, actually. Well, I'll start brushing my hair. I'm going to give a cut today. God, so. you should have seen the mess that hair was before I met her. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Lady. Speaking right. of a put-together people, we've got Kristen Burt up next. Who's right. We'll take a break. and get, Who is what? Who is easily the most put together out of all four oh, of us? Oh, here we go. Now we gotta now we gotta praise people. Oh, sorry. Bye. Oh, oh no. KL Surplus and Ammo. I love that place. As a matter of fact, I was just there on Saturday. KL Surplus and Ammo is your one-stop shop for all firearms-related products. And is the preferred choice among enthusiasts for over 25 years. Why? KL Surplus and Ammo offers one of the widest selections of firearms in the region. The big box stores say they have a big selection, but that usually means they have a lot of inventory, not a wide selection of different types of firearms. KL has a broad selection of different calibers. KL Surplus and Ammo also offers some of the best prices in the region. That's very important, obviously. You might find a good sale now and again at the big box stores, but KL always, always, always has great pricing. And unlike a lot of other stores, KNL always includes tax in the listed price. You heard me. KNL Surplus and Ammo is veteran-owned and offers first responder and veteran discounts. KNL is also committed to safety and a licensed FFL retailer. Find out for yourself why KNL Surplus and Ammo has been the choice of gun owners like me for over 25 years. Go to klgunstore.com. The new Tom Bernard Morning Show is proud to have partners like Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and North American Banking Company founder, chairman, and president, Mike Bilski. I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads, and that recognition has created growth. What business doesn't want to grow? I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com keyword partner. 
Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. 